Hey, it's intern John. Get more from your store with Safeway's Fresh Pass program. Enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery and all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day, your favorite organic or open nature items across the stores, and more rewards that never expire. And now, enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Get Safeway's Fresh Pass to enjoy exclusive perks, unlimited free delivery, and more. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit Safeway.com slash Fresh Pass for program details. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everybody and welcome back. My name is Deborah Hatswell and you're listening to BBR Investigations. Tonight we have the cryptids of Sherwood Forest. I think one of the hardest things about seeing or experiencing something impossible, whether that's a creature or an event, is not only the self-doubt, but also the inability to speak about it with someone. Just talking it over with someone who believes what you say. I've spoken with serving army personnel, police officers, paramedics, postmen, miners, plumbers, joiners, and many other ordinary folk who still struggle with their experience to this day. When you share with them the other reports and put them in touch with other witnesses, it can be very freeing and sometimes even validating. Society is fickle. These days, it's okay to report a paranormal experience. In fact, investigating ghosts and demons, jinns and spirits has become a hobby for millions of people. It's also okay to see and report a UFO or an alien grey. It's a subject enjoyed by many and people watch the sky all over the world. Seeing a seven foot tall shadow man or contacting Zozo from your front room has become the norm. But if you see a creature you can neither name nor explain, you are guaranteed to get the side-eye looks and the polite nod of, ah, she's a nut job, or the whispered, I bet she was drunk or high. Put yourself in the shoes of a dog walker or a hiker who's out in their favourite area on a path they've walked many times before. Imagine turning a bend in the path and seeing something thickly muscled with a face like a wild man staring right at you. He would stand somewhere between seven to nine feet tall, with shoulders around four to five feet across. You didn't ask for this event, but it's happening. Fortunately, he quickly avoids your gaze and goes back into the thick tree cover. What would you do next? Would you run? Or would you slowly walk away? What if you're driving? and something impossible steps out in front of the car and it crosses the road without giving you a second glance. Or even worse, it stops, turns and looks straight at you 
What if you come face to face with a dogman creature as you pull up at your home? Will you catch him watching from the shadows when you look out of your window? All of these scenarios are terrifying, but I think it really ups the ante when you experience this in a spooky forest in the middle of the UK. One of England's most famous forests is known for Robin Hood and his merry band of men. But Sherwood also has a whole host of cryptid reports. At night time, it takes on a very different connotation. The areas close by also have paranormal and UFO activity that's reported by the public over the years. I've included these areas close by because once those areas were also part of the forest. Around 800 years ago, Sherwoods, Oakwoods and Heathlands covered 46,000 hectares and it stretched from Worksop down to the historic city of Nottingham. Imagine a third of central London as green and natural space. That's the scale of this once great forest. The forest consisted of open land, heathland and grasslands, or was in no way a landscape dominated by woodland as most people think. Sherwood Forest has been home to people since the last ice age, around 10,000 years ago, and it has spawned a rich, varied and vibrant culture. We had Iron Age people, Vikings, Anglo-Saxons have all settled in this area and called it home. Many of their offspring still live in the area today. In modern times, the forest had a reputation for being a place you just don't visit at night. Exclusive figures released by Nottingham Police have revealed that in the last few years, there have been 11 sightings of ghosts reported to the police and a staggering 87 reports of witchcraft. The numbers, which were obtained by Freedom of Information request, showed the number of times police were called out about UFOs, paranormal activity, ghosts, creatures, witches, which is why were by far the most frequently reported with 222 accounts. And there were five reports of paranormal activity, six of UFOs and 36 reports of ghosts. Now Sherwood is just a fraction of what it used to be. And what we see here today is a much smaller area of forest, but there are continuing corridors of woodlands, nature reserves that lead from and to the forest in all directions. For example, from the Cresswell Crags to Barnby Moor, that's just one example. I mention the Cresswell Crags because the area is underrun with natural tunnel and cave systems. In fact, at the Crags has some of the oldest cave paintings in England. Cresswell Crags is a striking limestone gorge and it is honeycombed with caves. People have found stone tools and remains of animals. Uh, I think archaeologists provide a fascinating evidence of life during the last ice age between 50,000 and 10,000 years ago. I'll start with the sightings of the wild ape-like men in Sherwood Forest uh, directly. And then we'll work our way out to some of the other reports. We'll use the green corridors and the ley lines into these other areas. So as the crow flies, there are reports that once would have been in Sherwood, but due to boundary lines and mass deforestation, that's now changed. 
and Cherwood is listed in a separate area. So some of these reports are less than four miles away as the crow flies. So I felt it was important to include them. But let's get to the beginning. The Sherwood Hairy Man Historical Report. Now, a local teenage myth says that the forest is home to a tall, hairy man whose eyes glow red in the dark. And it is suggested that the forest has been home to a horror-inducing creature that follows them at the walk for decades. There's a chance that this is a modern version of what the old folk would call the dryads, the tree spirits and the fae that are reported in the area. Some of England's fae were seven feet tall and hair covered, not your typical enchanters that you see as depicted now. I think most people would agree that the forest has a very magical history. People would bat these rumours away as folks talking gibberish. But I'm a great believer that legends in an area are most often based on facts. And as we pass down the information over the years, we can sometimes become too sceptical. So we disbelieve the witness that comes forward. The experience I'm going to read first is one that was reported around 18 years ago now. I've lost contact with this witness and I'd give anything to find her again. She was originally interviewed by Adam Bird on behalf of BBR and it was whilst investigating this case that we came across a fisherman who had an experience very close by in the area of Lost Scar Wood. Now this happened in 2013. I wish to report something strange that I saw when I was driving close to Nottingham a few nights ago. I know you don't have Sherwood Forest on your webpage, but I didn't know who else to contact. There just isn't anyone else I feel I can speak to about this and who believe me. I'm a normal, everyday woman and I travel this road often to work and back. And I saw something that I cannot quite believe or explain away. I was heading home to cut me from work and I was driving along the workshop road and it was still light, it was about 10 to 5. I saw two figures standing at the side of the road. I was just driving through the forest when I saw them off to the side. They were stood just within the trees watching us. I want to be honest and say their appearance really scared me. They were really tall, they were naked and they looked like cavemen of some kind. There was a really big one who was about six and a half feet tall and he was clearly male. I could see his male parts. Now this male was covered in hair, which was brown in colour. It had no clothing on it at all. And they both had something strange about their, their appearance. They had weird shaped heads like a deformed skull. And they're very apish, almost like a chimp. But the face looked almost human too. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba 
Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I would describe them as very manlike. The other smaller one was much shorter, only about three foot tall, and it had less hair on its body than the adult one. The little one looked the same as the bigger one, just smaller and younger, but it had a deformed head for a human, but it still had a human face within it. I just don't know how to explain this to you. It's very hard to put into words. I don't know what I saw, but it was strange. What they looked like to me was father and son, or an adult and a child. They were all hair covered and just standing there using the trees to hide at the side of the road. I wondered if they were just waiting to cross over. But how can these people hide when so many people visit this area? It just doesn't make sense. They looked for all the world like wild people. How would you imagine we once looked? They look like that. I'm too scared to tell anyone in case they laugh. I can't bring myself to tell anyone else. And my husband wasn't keen on me reporting this even in the first place. But finding out there are other reports makes me feel so much better. I was going to go to the police about it, but my husband said they'll report me to the other authorities under the Mental Health Act. Whooping monkey noises, Sherwood Forest, 2018. Now, our next witness, known as James Webber, is a young man who was camped overnight in Sherwood Forest repeatedly. Um, and on one occasion in 2018, he reported hearing monkey-like whoops that went on throughout the night. He said he wasn't scared by the noises. He was just more curious as to what could have made those sounds. He looked up whoops online and came across our website. And he stated that he often camps here in the forest in a number of different places. And he also rides the bike trails often. But this is the first and only occasion that he's heard any unidentifiable noises. Sherwood Wildman Road Crossing, 1982 and 2002. Now, this report was taken by Nick Redfern and it's available online. It's titled Another Report from Sherwood. He says, I received a phone call today, the 4th of December 2002, from an elderly gentleman who has requested anonymity for obvious reasons. He states that he saw a large hairy hominid that was approximately seven to eight feet tall that was in the vicinity of Sherwood Forest. He said it happened around 20 years ago and he was certain of what he saw and he wasn't the only witness as his wife also saw the figure. The event took place around 11, 11.30pm and they were driving along the Budby to Ollerton Road. Just before the Edwinstow turn off, he saw the hominid run across the road in front of the car. He thought at the time it may have been a prank, so somebody dressed up and he hasn't spoken of it until now. He said he didn't see a face as the thing just moved far too quickly for him to get a good look at it and he didn't stay around to find out any more. Now there's an update to this. It says after a plea to the general public for further information concerning the Sherwood Forest thing, a report appeared in the Nottingham Evening Post and uh, Nick received a phone call from a very quietly spoken gentleman who stated that he was in the woods the night previously and he witnessed a dark, hairy figure that was in the trees and its eyes were red, he said. 
Now, the Sherwood Forest thing was a report from a gentleman back in, um, I have to get it right, I mean, 1982. And I can't find it online anywhere now. It's completely gone, so I'm unsure. I've actually looked in news archives and it's just not out there anymore, so I can't give you the details of that report. Now, Sherwood Forest whoops again. Now, this is uh, 15th of the 6th, so only last year. After a released YouTube video about the reports in the forest, I was contacted by a listener who shared an experience of his own. He said he was walking along today in Clipstone Forest in Nottinghamshire and he heard a loud whoop whoop that repeated the sound twice. You could feel the whoop, he said. It was too guttural to be a human. And he was wondering about possible wildman sightings or nearby in Sherwood Forest. Now, if we move a little to the northeast, by only a few miles, we have a report which could possibly be connected to the reports at Sherwood. It was a tall and black, hairy figure, Feb of 2020. Now, this is a witness report that came in via our BBR Facebook page. Towards the end of February, just before lockdown, my husband and I travelled down to stay at a hotel in Barnby Moor for a few days. We were helping an elderly relative in North Anston move back up to Edinburgh. Now, I'm a very observant person. I love nature and I'm always looking out the windows on the lookout for birds and other animals as we drive. That day, my husband was driving. It was mid-afternoon and I was looking out of the passenger window as I would normally do. We'd almost reached our destination and we were preparing to turn up the motorway when I spotted a strange figure walking parallel to the road. It appeared to be walking on a path or by a canal, although I couldn't see any water, but I could only see it from perhaps knee-high up. It's really been bothering me. And I don't think it was a person. It was tall and black and appeared to be hairy. But it wasn't particularly bulky. I haven't told anyone about this. So they'd probably think I was nuts. But I was wondering if anybody in this community could shed some light of my experience. Now, that report is less than five miles from the edge of Sherwood Forest. And there are similar reports not too far away. That I feel are important and they should be included in what we hear. I'm sure when you hear them, you'll understand why I included them. The large bulky figure standing by a gate. Loscar Wood, 2014. Now, this witness's name is Rob Lee. And he said, when this happened, I was out fishing for the day. In a place I've fished many times before. I'd been there a good few hours and it was about 11.15 when I packed up and I was getting ready to drive home after a day's fishing. I finished for most of the day and only packed up when it was getting dusk. I was alone all day and I didn't see any people around. I decided to head home and when I ran out of light, I passed Lost Wood, which is located close to and was once part of Sherwood Forest. Something caught my attention in the beam of my headlights. Because standing there next to the gate was a large hair-covered figure. It was just huge and bulky and he was upright, standing on two legs. I slammed on the brakes and I reversed, but this hominid creature, I don't know what else to call it, had gone. There was no sign of it anywhere. I put my foot down and I got home as quickly as I could. 
Now, the witness did return sometime later with Adam and Paul Bird of BBR to do an investigation, and they actually went to the site. Now, he didn't really feel that he could add it anymore, and he wasn't happy being in that area again, and he wasn't prepared to be there in the dark. So um, he did share with Adam where the report was and show we were able to do a size comparison. And the figure he was looking at was probably around about seven feet tall. I wonder if he hadn't been in the car, he'd seen it at all. I think maybe the lights had picked it up somehow. Well, you know, as he was driving past. Um, a little bit like the wild people on the side of the road at Sherwood. I wonder if they could be related in any way. Um, you know, is what people are seeing at Sherwood and what people are seeing in the smaller woods, you know, is it the same creature, same clan? I'm not sure. An object was hovering above me and I could hear a really low hum. I wish to record an incident that happened to me at Skegby some 25 years ago now. It was really scary and I still remember it visibly. We'd gone to babysit for our daughter and our son-in-law whilst they'd been out for the evening. After putting my two granddaughters to bed around 9pm, I left my husband in charge while I took the dog for a walk. They lived in Wheatfield Way, Skegby, and I walked the dog on Buttery Lane and when I was stopped in my tracks by a sudden, uneasy feeling, I became aware of an object hovering above me. Similar in shape to the old Hoover constellation, like a vacuum cleaner, and there was a very low humming sound, small red and yellow lights that were flashing around the top. It was a very clear night, but unfortunately, there was no one else around. I felt very uneasy, as if I was being watched, and the dog, who's usually boisterous, sat quietly at my feet. I watched nervously for several minutes and then the object slowly moved away in the direction of Kingsmill Hospital towards Mansfield. It was an experience I'll never forget and it remains vividly in my mind and the air is very open, very light traffic and at night very quiet. The Hucknell UFO 2009. It was a year ago and all this happened when we were coming back from the city using the road by the forest. It was quite dark on the drive and there was a bright light in the sky and it was strange the way it caught our attention and then the light moved very suddenly to the side way too fast to be anything that's natural or airborne. The light moved several miles in a split second then it was stationary for a while. We stopped and we had a look and it went off at a 30 degree angle and just sped off. It must have travelled 20 miles in the sky in that short time. And then it disappeared completely. I've been used to flying for 30 odd years, the witness said, and there's nothing on earth that could travel that fast in that space of time. It went in a different direction. There's no question of what it was to me. I'm a firm believer in UFOs. When you consider the size of the universe, why should we be the only asteroid blessed with life? There's got to be something out there. Now, Ruth in Stapleford reported an incident that happened to her in 78 or 79 in the Stapleford area. And it was about 7.30, she said. I was out to get the washing in and I thought, the moon's bright tonight. And as I was lifting my clothes off the line, I looked up and there it was. And it had lights all over it. I went in to t fetch my twins and they came out to look. And it was still there, hovering. All three of us were looking up at it. And then it shut off. 
and I've never seen anything move so fast in all my life. We ran through the house and it was going off over the school nearby. He never mentioned it to anyone else because they think there was something wrong with us. We still talk about it though whenever we get together. Peter, my son, says there was a low humming sound to it. He didn't hear that. And in the evening post the night after, there was a report from a courting couple in a field who saw it land in the field in Arnold and it made headlines in the evening post. I've never forgotten that. Pat in Southwell. It was 34 years ago now. I was pregnant with my son and we lived in Grantham. And every Friday evening, my husband used to go out with a friend and I used to go to the wife's house. It happened every Friday evening for about six weeks. Every week we saw an awful lot of activity over her house in Grantham. It was summer, it was really warm, so we'd sit outside and watch the sky. We didn't actually report it because we'd seen aeroplanes going up and chasing after those things and obviously losing them. There was a real assortment of strange lights. It was almost like a display. And as I say, this would happen every week. But we actually saw what you call a mothership opening up and little ships coming out of it. It was absolutely unbelievable. And they were coming low over the top of us. At first, we were petrified. But when it kept happening week after week, we just got used to it. We were almost willing them to come out. One evening, my friend actually rang one of the local Air Force bases to see if they knew what the lights were. We were trying to see what they knew because they obviously were chasing these things, but they denied all knowledge of them. Then a short while afterwards, my friend had a visit by two gentlemen. One was a very, very strange man. He didn't speak at all. And the other one that spoke did so very aggressively. They told her that she hadn't seen anything and she was never to repeat that she'd seen anything to anyone else. Now, the police received uh, a report. Mystery of City UFO sightings. And it says, Baffled police and airport officials have admitted they are stumped by reports of close encounters with mysterious flying objects over Nottingham. Calls from Broxtow, West Bridgeford and Sherwood areas reported sightings of strange lights in the sky, objects the size of football pitches, which were travelling very slowly and they were accompanied by a deep hum. But inquiries revealed there was no aircraft in the area at the time. I just don't know what it was, a police spokesman said. We checked with civil aviation authorities, East Midlands Airport and the RAF bases, but nobody was able to help us. So I did a search for paranormal reports in the area and I have, did find some because normally when you find cryptic reports and you find UFO reports, the paranormal ones are not be far behind. Now, the woman in white on the A60 road for Mansfield, and this phantom woman in a white dress, is thought to have once haunted Hall Place before it burnt down and her ghost has now migrated to the nearby A6 road. I mean, I think if you want to find activity in Sherwood, stick to one of the roads because a lot of these reports have been around them, haven't they? A tall, thin, black figure. This is also from a driver. Uh, maybe we should just skirt Sherwood for a while and not go there. I'm actually there on Saturday, so that's fun, isn't it? You know, great having read all these out and I have to go to the place. I'll let you know if I make it out alive. So on the 13th of December, 2020, at uh, 6.55am in the morning, a driver using the B684 road saw a tall, thin, black figure that stepped into the road 
ahead of the driver. The figure stood out as it was illuminated by his headlights that were on full beam. The figure moved backwards and vanished into a hedge. And as the driver passed the spot, no one could be seen. Now, in our last report, we go to an area known as Gedling Woods. The ghost of Gedling Woods. Gedling Woods was originally part of the ancient Sherwood Forest, home to Robin Hood. However, today Gedling Woods is but a fraction of its original size. It's a nature reserve close to Sharing Hill. Now, it's full public access. Um, it's a very popular destination for dog walkers and hikers. Most people have no idea the many hauntings that are associated with it. There have been many reported cases of paranormal activity over the centuries, including a ghostly nun and also that of a white lady. The most infamous haunting at Gedling Woods is a haunting which has no visual aspect to it. It's just that of a disembodied screaming. Now, this horrific screaming has been reported several times. But when people investigate, assuming it's a human being in trouble, they find nothing. It's not known if this screaming is linked to either of the other two known hauntings, either the ghostly nun or the white lady. But many people have reported hearing this horrific, blood-curdling screaming ring out across the woodland. Now, that reminds me of Delamere Forest and of an area close to me known as Deep Pit, where we have reports of UFO, we have cryptid-like creatures, and we have these blood-curdling, screaming noises. Now, in the daytime, Gedlin is a little oasis of calm, but as the darkness falls, it does become a more sinister place. Liz Mitchell said on the 26th of the 8th, 2018, my aunt reckons she saw the white dog of Gedlin last night that people talk about when she was out and it looked straight at her. And she's now saying it shook her up so much she won't walk in those woods again. Liz said, I remember hearing about the ghostly white dog that was meant to be in the woods. It was always described as a white hound. I remember the kids talking about it at school. It's supposed to be haunted, but you don't know. Well, we don't know, do we? But I will be heading there on Saturday, as I say. So if anything really spooky happens, I'll let you go. I'd like to thank um, everybody for joining me tonight. I hope you've enjoyed our updates. And I'll be back next week at the same time. Thank you to our YouTube members and patrons and for everybody that clicks, likes and shares. Share this on your social media sites or hit that like button. It really helps. So until next time, check out the links below for more videos and podcasts. And I'll see you all next week. Good night, everyone.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.